0: The kids present Kudos Kirby, a celebration of the journey of Jack Kirby's lesser known works. And here is your host. Welcome to Kudos Kirby, a comic's journey into Jack Kirby's lesser-known works. I'm Angus, and will be your guide through the monthly expedition to uncover those hidden gems from the King of Comics' over 20,000 comic book pages. We hope you enjoy this latest adventure in the journey. In an age of monsters, he was mightiest of all. Devil Dinosaur, driven by fear and fire, man, woman, and monster flee the valley, the fall. In the misty reaches of the prehistoric past, in the days before the fall of great lizards, there lived a creature the likes of which the world had never seen. In his time, he strode through the Valley of Flame like a great red-scale demon. His only companion, a young dawnman called Moonboy. Stan Lee presents Devil Dinosaur, edited, written, and drawn by Jack Kirby. The greatest story ever told could have begun with dinosaurs, demons, and giant ants. Of course, there had to be a man and a woman called Eve. And so begins Devil Dinosaur number 6, September 1978. Welcome back, kids, and thanks for listening as we delve into our sixth installment of Devil Dinosaur written by Jack Kirby. In this particular issue. We pick up where we left off, and that being with Devil Dinosaur recovering, Stonehand hears a female cry out and finds the forest folk, Eve, being attacked by a couple of swarmers. After failing to rescue her, the pair are saved by Devil, who doesn't kill the swarmers, much to the annoyance of Eve. Eve had gone to the Tower of Death, For the Swarmers' food, while they ate, they observed the Swarmers heading towards the spacecraft of the Sky Demons. Meanwhile, inside the craft, the aliens have concluded that Moon Boy and his race are too risky to let them evolve into their full potential. So they are ordered to take Moon Boy away and kill him. But before Moon Boy can be taken away, the Swarmers begin to destroy the spacecraft, allowing Moon Boy to escape. Devil, Stonehand, Whitehair, and E. All observe the ship's destruction, and Devil, assuming one moonboy has perished, leaves the three in sadness, mourning the loss of his brother. Stonehand then proclaims Eve to be his wife, but she flat out refuses his advances, and Stonehand will not listen ignoring the pleas of both Whitehair and Eve. Meanwhile, Moonboy tries to flee the ship, but is nearly crushed by all of the escaping dinosaurs. And there is a just a panic of all of these creatures leaving the ship just as a big explosion occurs. The only thing remaining left in the ship is a device that calls itself the Prime Computer. Fearing for his life, Moonboy flees, dodging in and out of all of the dinosaurs that are trampling him and biting at him as he's nearly eaten. He is hopping from tree to tree to tree. Finally, he seeks shelter in a cave where he finally is able to collect himself and he begins flashbacks to a more simpler time of him and his brother, Devil. It begins to rain, just as Stonehand, Eve, and Whitehair stumble across Prime Computer that calls to them telling them to come nearer come nearer that it won't harm them and that's where we are left folks in this issue right there the cliffhanger as we are told as readers to come back for the next exciting issue of Devil Dinosaur where we will experience danger, danger, danger from the demon tree (laughs) Wow. Kids, this was another exciting installment of Devil Dinosaur. This one was one where you just woke up Saturday morning, left those jammies on, grabbed that bowl of cereal, and put yourself right in front of the TV. This would have made a fantastic episode to take in. We are treated, as usual, to a fantastic opening panel of this issue. Just like the previous issues, Jack gives us a cornucopia for our eyes. It is a fantastic piece of poster art that spans both pages. You have Stonehand coming at you, pointing with a club in his hand. You have Eve now, the primitive woman who has a stone and she's about to toss it at a swarmer. You have white hair in the background, encouraging them to fight the swarmers, and Devil Dinosaur back there roaring and causing the swarmers to flee. All of these panels are just chock full of constant action and goodness. Jack is really feeling it as he focuses in on the facial features, the alarm, the eyes, the action, the yelling, the screaming the fighting that occurs from panel to panel to panel. He makes great use of the combining the top two panels into one so you get more of a cinematic portrayal at the top of the page followed by four panels of action right underneath it. He also mixes it up by putting those cinematic panels in the middle too as well as on the end. But for the most part, he is following a six-panel scheme per page, which really keeps the action flowing. Lots of crackle in this one, as you would expect from Jack. Of course, anytime Jack can enter a little science fiction into the mix, he loves mixing his genres and does it so, so well. So inside the spacecraft where you have the aliens there inspecting and probing Moon Boy, you've got all of that technical equipment in there along with the primitive Moon Boy. Lots of machinery, lots of computers, lots of robot goodness. The ones of the swarmers coming in and wreaking havoc on the aliens' robots is just fantastic. Lots of explosions and just fantastic action from panel to panel to panel. The only bit of uneasiness is the squabble between Eve and Stonehand. And that's, again, very much speaking to the primitive nature of humans as they were evolving. But also male chauvinism, too, as far as Stonehand declaring Eve essentially his possession. Which, of course, Eve is having none of that. So that response from Eve is very much... In tune with the 70s when this comic came out, the whole equal rights movement. know, I don't want to look too deeply into that, but at the same time, you can't miss it, and I think that's very cool of Jack to have that portrayed here within the comics and the objection of white hair too. So obviously, putting the behavior there of Stonehand on display and saying, you know what, this is just is not appropriate. This is unacceptable. The real highlight beyond that first panel that you get, and every one of these issues has had such a panel, which is just fantastic, are the dinosaur goodness when the spacecraft explodes and you have the mass exodus of all the prisoners, both Moonboy and the other primitive humans, and then also All of these dinosaurs and it's literally a stampede. That action is fantastic of Moonboy weaving in and out of dinosaurs. There's a fantastic one of a triceratops that comes in and tries to spear Moonboy from behind and he actually plows into some rocks and Moonboy goes flying over that and he goes ahead and hugs onto a tree and swings off of that and then finally finds himself in a cave having essentially pitted two dinosaurs against one another by running in between them and basically diverting their attention to one another instead of onto him, Moonboy. That series is really, really thrilling, and I love taking that in as a reader. Again, great Kirby goodness from start to finish, and I cannot wait to move on to issue number seven. So with that, let's go ahead and enter into one of my favorite sections, of every one of these issues, and that being the Dinosaur Dispatches, where Jack gets in touch with his readership and answers their mail. In this one, we first start out with a letter from Randy Binney from Salt Lake City, Utah. Jack! Your new mag, Devil Dinosaur, is fantastic. Your artwork sure fits the bygone era. I've been a devoted fan of yours since the early FF days. Thor and a few other greats, the way the dinosaur and Moonboy met in issue number one was conceived perfectly. One thing, though, the way the fire turned the dinosaur's skin red was kind of far out. I mean, turning red just because of the fire? Again, sign, Randy Benny from Salt Lake City, Utah. In Jack's reply... Thanks a ton for your comments on our fantastic first-ish, Randy, and allow us to explain in a wonderful word or two why Devil Dinosaur's skin turned color. You see, the way Jolly Jack figures it, the intense degree of heat affected the pigmentation of the saurine epidermis, turning it red, and it stayed red even when it cooled. Fair enough, Randy? Moving on, next one. Dear Jack, Moonboy amazes me. I can tell he is very proud of his companion, Devil Dinosaur. I just love the way he swings around on the top of page 10. Now, about Devil Dinosaur himself, the reason why he's read is very much realistic. The impression I got about Devil is he is very powerful, much more powerful than the other dinosaurs, even his own brothers and sisters. I loved the art, and the story was terrific. I've only read the first issue, and already this is my favorite creation of yours ever. I guess there's just one way to say it Devil Dinosaur and Moon Boy have caught my fancy. Signed Paul Frick from Chicago, Illinois. And Jack's response Again, we appreciate the approbations, Paul, old pal, and we're just a little wog boggled by the way in which different strokes suit different folks. Which is to say, Randy Benny found the circumstances under which Devil's skin turned red to be somewhat weak, while you felt they were positively realistic. Sheesh! Some days, you just can't win them all, but we sure try just the same. Next letter, Dear Jack, I think your Devil Dinosaur mag is great. I've loved dinosaurs ever since I was little. The artwork and story in issue number two are fantastic. I know this series is sure to fascinate me as much as the Godzilla series. Devil's Dinosaur is of the Tyrannosaurus species, isn't it? Signed, Ricky Martin from Dayton, Ohio. Jack's response? Indeed he is, Ricky. Check out our next letter, though for a riotous revelation, about our treatment of the Titanic T-Rex. And finally, dear Marvel, the Tyrannosaurus Rex has Always been portrayed as the monster of every story he appears in. But now he's the hero of his own comic book. The second issue of Devil Dinosaur was fantastic. The art and story are what made it that way. I hope future issues of Devil and Moonboy will be just as good, if not better. Signed, David Davies from Warren, Michigan. And Jack's response, They will, Dave, they will. Take it from us. The future for our prehistoric star is indeed destined to be a bright one. So be here for our next incredible-ish, lizard lovers, okay? Thus ends the Dinosaur Dispatches for this Devil Dinosaur number six issue. I would be remiss if I did not point out a fantastic advertisement at the bottom of the Dinosaur Dispatches section. And it reads: Here comes Machine Man, the living robot, mighty Marvel's most mind-boggling new hero, the latest and greatest Jack King Kirby creation, featuring all the thrills and excitement you expect, plus the most offbeat quest for identity ever. On sale now. Thus ends our issue of Devil Dinosaur number six from September. 1978. We would love to hear from you kids. Please leave us a message via the Anchor app or an email at kirbyskidspodcast at gmail.com. We hope you've enjoyed our continuing series of not only Devil Dinosaur, but kudos, Kirby!